I'm Arya Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Today, our guest ranks number two all-time in block shots in Gamecocks history, along with being one of only three players ever to amass 1,000 points and 200 blocks for South Carolina. Drafted number six in the 2020 WNBA draft by the Minnesota Lynx, where she shot over 40% from three. After an offseason trade to the Seattle Storm, Kiki Herbert Harrigan is ready for a big sophomore season. like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Winsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. And don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content at winsider.com. While you're there, check out our overseas tracker. It's live now, and you can see where your favorite WNBA players are playing overseas all in one place. Also, make sure to keep up to date on all the free agency moves with our free agency tracker on winsider.com. Dot com. Please join us in welcoming to the show, Kiki Herbert Harrigan of the Seattle Storm. Kiki, how are you doing, and what are you up to these days? I'm um, doing great. Oh, I'm just at home right now, training and getting ready for you know training camp and our season coming up. That's exciting. And and you were overseas earlier this off season, is that correct? Yes. And you were in Turkey, I believe. Yes. How how was that experience? Your your first real uh, WNBA off season. Um, you know, very different. You know, something new. Um, but it was pretty cool. You know, going over there and getting to meet new people and you know learning their culture and you know the food over there and everything. It was different, but it was fun. I gotta say, the thing that I'm most jealous of WNBA players and their travels is the food that they get to eat when they travel because. <laughs> Man, it hits different when it's overseas, I think, at least. Um, yeah. But I'm, there's there's some timely things we want to get to early in this episode before we get into your story and kind of dive into you as a person. Um, earlier this week, it was announced that you have a partnership deal with Crocs. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? And I know, because I've seen it all over social media, how popular Crocs were in the bubble this past season. And I am sure there is a lot of WNBA players who are now all of a sudden your best friend asking you for the hookup. How how did that come to be? And tell us a little bit about uh about this deal you got going. Um, you know, thanks to Teresa. <laughs> but um, you know, pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, I've been wearing Crocs for a long time. Uh, you know, very comfortable shoes. So I mean, I'm pretty excited to work with them. And you know, brands that uh you know, sponsor and support the WNBA. So I'm pretty excited about working with them. I'm I, I'm going to have to fully admit, I've never actually worn Crocs, but I know people just absolutely live and die by them. I might have to go get myself a pair now that they're, yes. they're supporting the W. Um, is there any specific mm-hmm. kind you would recommend? I'm like completely new to the Croc world. Um, I wear the Crocs. Those are the most comfy to me. I like okay. those. But, I mean, they're all pretty comfy. So it just pretty much depends on, you know, what you like. Okay. Okay. What about color? Yeah. Like, give me, give me your recommendation for color. Um, I like the, the lime green color. That's I'm... my favorite. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm gonna take your word on it. I will, I will do a product, uh, 
uh, evaluation later on. But congratulations, honestly, all, all jokes aside, that's really cool. I, I think that's um, the more unique sponsorships we are seeing within the league. I mean, that it's it's hitting an all-time high right now, and I, I definitely think this is a really cool so congrats to you. Uh, that's awesome. You. Another another big topic. I mean, as of today, uh, Thursday, when we're recording this, uh, the WNBA and all of the teams released uh, their new jerseys, which has been like all the hype. Um, everyone's been talking about it. I have to ask you, Kiki, what are your thoughts to the jerseys? What are your reactions to them? Um, what, how do you feel about them? I mean, I think they're great. You know, new designs, and I, I really like them. I think they're great. I, I have to put you on the spot because I know you're 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 very supportive of the team you're on. So obviously, if I ask you your favorite jersey, you're going to say the Seattle one. So I guess if <laughs> do you have a favorite of the Seattle jerseys, because in, in all honesty, looking at them and we're doing an Instagram live later tonight um, with with some people where I'm going to talk about, you know, my favorites. But I honestly think Seattle's jerseys are definitely up there in, in the league. Do you have a favorite out of the three jerseys for Seattle? Um, I believe it's the the black one with uh, it's kind of like a like a brighter green than usual. Yes, I'm not sure yes. if you know what I'm talking about, but I really like that one. Yeah, I really like the um, I really like the, the 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 fever, the Stranger Thing one. I thought that one was really cool. Um, and Chicago, the skies are really cool too. I I gotta go with my my two hometown teams there. I thought those were my favorite. <laughs> no bias. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I got to put you on spot. If you're going to pick one jersey that isn't Seattle Storm, you know, it, let's say, you know, in the NBA, it's the thing they do the jersey swaps after the game. If there's one jersey that you saw it and you're like, ooh, that's kind of fire. Is is there one on a different team that you really liked? Um, I really like, well, I like Vegas, their uniform. It, specifically, like which one? Because I'll, I'll be honest. I really don't like, personally, no, I'm not trying to influence you. <laughs> I don't like the white and the red one, but I really like the rebel one, the, the all black one with like the, yeah, the that's ace. Yeah, that's the one I like. Yeah. It just, it goes hard. Well, yeah. for me, um, I've always said, and, and you know, Nike could have completely fallen on their face with these and I would have loved them anyways, because for me, you know, growing up, I would see the old school WNBA jerseys. I, I have a few of them hanging. I have a little rafters that I hang uh, cool jerseys behind me for our live streams. Um, but I've always felt that the older jerseys were much cooler because they weren't so cookie cutter. But what does it mean to you? And uh, not to put words in your mouth, like what does it mean to you to have a unique jersey for the team you play with as opposed to just having those cookie cutter jerseys that we've seen for the past few years? I mean, it means a lot, um, you know, especially within, like, you know, uh, recent times now, you know, it's a lot more, you know, people, and they're paying a lot more attention to the WNBA and that type of stuff and supporting the WNBA. So, I mean, it means a lot, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a long time coming. I mean, this is definitely yeah. the buzz that's been around the the jerseys and the, the, the leaks of them. It's at the different Dick Sporting Goods. It's, it's been really fun. I, I know it's definitely brought a lot of different um, attention to the league in general, but okay, enough of the shop talk, Kiki. I want to talk to you kind of about just your story. I mean, you have a really unique story, um, kind of your background, but I want to start from the beginning. Um, how did, how did your love of basketball begin and, and, uh, where did that begin? Um, I grew up on a small island in the Caribbean called Anguilla. Um, you know, started playing there, watching my uncles, you know, 
all my family members, you know, playing. Down there, girls don't really play basketball. So, I mean, I grew up playing with a lot of, you know, all the boys in the in my neighborhood and that, that type of stuff. Um, then, you know, when I started, you know, taking it serious, my mom, uh, you know, we moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really, you know, started, uh, you know, taking it serious. I took it serious when I was in the Caribbean as well. But, um, you know, I had a dream of wanting to play in the WNBA, you know. Uh, thankfully, you know, my mom really, you know, wanted me to make it and that type of stuff. So, I mean, we moved and then I started playing you know, basketball here, organized basketball and everything. And I mean, it all started there. And that move was in large part to help support your, your dream with basketball. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. And, 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 and I remember watching you uh, at the club scene, um, definitely getting highly recruited. Obviously you went on to have a phenomenal career at South Carolina, but talk to talk to us a little bit about your recruiting process and what was that like uh, for you and, and on the travel scene, I know on that stage, it's absolutely crazy, but um, one playing on the travel scene and the level of exposure you were getting and what was the recruiting process like for you? Why South Carolina? Um, The recruiting process was great. You know, it's always fun, Um, you know, being able to go out there for AAU and, you know, having to prove yourself and, um, you know, uh, show your talent to all the college coaches and that type of stuff. So, the recruiting process was really fun for me. Um, you know, coming down to the end of my senior year was really tough, you know, when you have to choose from, you know, so many great colleges and that type of stuff. Um, you know, I just wanted to go somewhere where I feel like, you know, I would grow grow a lot as a player and a person. So I mean I also would like wanted to play for like a Hall of Fame coach. So, you know, I chose uh Don Staley and South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm very thankful for that because, you know, um, they helped to make me into the player and the person that I am today. Well, we, we loved watching your career at South Carolina, but like, I, I just kind of, okay, cu- two parts here. I want to talk about this past March Madness, which in my opinion, again, I know I'm biased. I think that the women's tournament has been a lot more exciting than the men's tournament in recent years. But did you watch any of it, Kiki? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> what, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, did it like, what, who, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I can guess who you thought was going to win it all. Um, but I thought South thoughts, Carolina was going to win it all. I know you're probably heartbroken. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, what were your exactly. thoughts on the tournament? I mean, were you a little bit surprised about the run Arizona made? Yes, uh, I thought it was great for them as well. Um, you know, after South Carolina had lost, I was definitely rooting for Arizona. You know, uh, came a long way. You know, as a program, and it was just great to see them. You know, doing their thing and making it that far. Yeah, for the it's, first time. So that was great. Yeah, it's it was cool to see kind of a little bit of. Um, you know, the parody in, in my mind, I mean, nothing against South Carolina. I had South Carolina winning at all. So I got to agree with you. And honestly, I, I thought Baylor might be up there as well. So that was, uh, it was as tough a year as it ever has been in terms of, you know, just even filling out a bracket and trying to figure out that final four. But before we kind of get into some questions about your relationship with Dawn, cause you know, we got to hit that. I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you kind of about the, the transfer portal right now. I mean, it's insane the amount of movement yes. that we're seeing um, from a lot of these young kids at the collegiate level. And uh, as someone mm-hmm. who kind of stayed put, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it's mind blowing how much people obviously entered the transfer portal this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, to young players, I would just say, you know, sometimes you got to tough it out. For example, uh, my freshman year going into South Carolina. You know, I was playing behind, you know, Asia Wilson and Elena Coates, great players. 
So, I mean, sometimes, you know, you just have to, uh, you know, continue to work hard and, you know, wait your turn. Uh, like I did. I know I, um, you know, I thought about entering the transfer portal, portal, I believe it was going into my senior year, but, you know, I really had, I really had to sit down and, you know, talk to my people about it and, you know, talk to Coach Staley about it and decided, you know, I mean, South Carolina was really where I wanted to be and that type of stuff. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, in certain situations, players have to make the best decisions for them. But I mean, a lot of the times, you know, you just have to look in the mirror and, you know, continue working hard and, you know, tough it out sometimes. And that's the perfect segue because I just want to pick your brain about Don. Because for me, like, I think the storyline of having great WNBA players, heck, any WNBA player coaching at the collegiate level is just amazing for the growth of, of that, but also the growth of the W. And I just think it's special because she can connect on a much different level. I mean, you see the way that Dawn interacts with her players, the goofiness mm-hmm. she does on social media, just like ragging on people and whatnot. And you know, it's coming from a place of love. But for yeah. me, I, I just have so many questions. Like when you decided to go to South Carolina, did you say to, to Dawn, you know, hey, my goal is to make it to the W. I want you yeah. to give, like, help me with whatever it, like, how many of those conversations did you have with Don during your time there? And how many times is she maybe saying, oh, well, we're doing this because it's college, but if you make it to the W, which I think you will, you know, you're going to have to do this different. Can you just, you know, give, give us a little peek into the, the world of your relationship with Don during uh, your growth in the college level? Um, I've had a great relationship. I've had a great, well, I still have a great relationship with her. Um, I mean, she's helped me a lot. I mean, she's a, like a player's coach, so you can really, you know, talk to her about anything and, you know, she's going to keep it, you know, she's going to keep it 100 with you. And, you know, sometimes that's not what players want to hear, but I mean, you know, it's all coming from a place of love and her wanting you to be the best player and the person that you could be. So, I mean, yeah, but she's a, she's a great person all around, you know, enjoyable person to be around and everything of that sort. And also, I just felt like it was great, you know, having a coach, like you said before, who played in the WNBA and that type of stuff, you know, who's been through what you're going to go through and that type of stuff as a player, you know, so that was great. Yeah, she she's she's lived it. She's done it. She knows what it's like and she knows what it takes. Uh, That's awesome. I mean, if you had to say what what's one of the best lessons that Dawn Staley's ever taught you? Um, so personally for me, I know, um, you know, my, my coming into college, I was a, you know, a hothead. I used to get, you know, mad and that would kind of, you know, shut, not shut me down, but, uh, I wouldn't be playing my best. And I mean, she's talked me through that a lot and, you know, coming into my, like my soft, you know, junior year, senior year, um, it's really helped me because, um, you know, I channeled it into something different and that actually, you know, helped me play better and be more aggressive. So I wasn't, you know, getting myself out of my game. And she's kind of taught me through that throughout my career because, I mean, you know, when that type of stuff happened, she would, you know, put me on the bench and she would always tell me, you know, Kiki, we can't get to your skill set if we have you on the bench. So, I mean, that's something that was a really important lesson for me. Awesome. Well, so you end up getting drafted by Minnesota. Uh, your first year rookie season is the bubble season. How could any of us forget? Uh, what was that mm-hmm. like going from – South Carolina to the bubble season. I mean, that's definitely uh, um, quite the transition, not a typical WNBA year. Um, and then just what, kind of what's your overall outlook of your first year? Um, well, let, let me, I must say, uh, I was pretty heartbroken, you know, when we couldn't finish our, uh, 
you know, our mar- we couldn't go through our March ma- March Madness, you know, got right. canceled. Right. So that was really that was really tough. So just having to, you know, flip the page really quick and, you know, get the training for the draft and that type of stuff. Um but the bubble season it was it was cool. I thought, you know, they did a great job of, you know, getting us pretty much, you know, most of the stuff that we needed and everything in that uh, bubble, you know, obviously different because it's not a regular season. You know, you're kind of stuck in a hotel other than when you go pretty much, you know, to practice and that type of stuff. So it was different, but, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a fun experience. Well, I, I have a, a two-part question. One, was it weird for you, like, so quickly going from college and having, I don't want to say rivalries necessarily, in my mind, so I'll, I'll be honest, and I know you don't know this, I don't follow college basketball until it gets to the tournament because that's when I start to kind of okay these are the players I need to focus on as they come to the W Uh, because at Winsider we're very focused on just uh, the WNBA but Mm -hmm. was it kind of hard to go from you know looking at Crystal Dangerfield as a as a rival to a degree but then being on the same team moments later and then also was it hard to watch the tournament this year because I've seen multiple players who missed out on their tournament opportunity you know, reflect on it and say it was a little bit hard to watch the tournament this year, knowing we missed out on it last year. Yes, um, it was definitely hard, uh, you know, watching it this year, just knowing that in my mind, thinking, you know, that we were going to win our second national championship last year. So that was uh, really hard. Uh, you know, we ended the season number one and all that extra stuff. So, you know, I, we were really looking forward to going in to uh, March Madness. Uh, so that was really tough. And then the next question when you asked about, you know, going from rivals to, you know, being teammates, um, that wasn't too hard to adjust to because, you know, after that, I mean, we're teammates after all. So, you know, it's all love and that type of stuff. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, the rivalry games and that type and all that stuff, that different stuff. But, you know, it's all fun and jokes then. So it wasn't, you know, that transition wasn't hard at all. I hear you. Well, so, you know, to, to fill folks in, you you were on Minnesota. You get traded to Seattle, and I gotta say, there's many people I'm sure are envious of you. You go from one winning franchise to another. But let's talk about this Seattle team a little bit. What excites you about this team? Um, you know, excited to compete for a WNBA championship. Um, you know, have a lot of good veteran leaders and great players. So I'm excited to you know go in and soak up you know as much information as possible and just learn from them and be able to go out there and compete for a championship. Have you had any chance to get some runs in or, or chat with the new teammates at all? Um, I haven't got any runs in cause, because I haven't been to Seattle as yet. I've been home working out. But, I mean, I get up there on the 18th. But, um, yes, I've, I've uh, a couple of my teammates, you know, when I got traded, they uh they reached out and everything, you know, got our team group chat going and everything. So I've been in contact with a couple of my teammates. That's dope. Well, now we got for you the, the final segment of our podcast rapid fire we say rapid fire take all the time Mm -hmm. you need to respond we're not gonna there's no you know uh timer on it we're not gonna get mad at you what song do you have on repeat right now oh that's a tough one i listen to a lot i have a lot of favorite songs right now um i gotta think that's that's a tough one I'm the type of person song. like I hear a song that bangs and I'm going to listen to it like 10 times a day, put it on the playlist <laughs> and then find a new one. And it's like, all right, another 10 times a day and then move on. <laughs> I mean, I could give you my favorite artist to listen to. I listen to all his songs, you know, Boom. every day pretty much. Little Baby. Okay. Okay. 
What yeah. is your favorite fast food? Oh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. Love it. <laughs> what player or players did you idolize growing up? Um, Maya Moore and Sylvia Fowles. And you don't have any special connection to Sylvia, because that would just be. <laughs> <laughs> what personal goals have you set yourself for this year? Um, I mean, pretty much to keep, you know, keep getting better. And that's always the goal, you know, keep getting better every day. And um, to win a championship, that's always a goal. Um, and just be the best player I can be and, you know, help contribute to my team in any way that I can. Love it. What do you think is the most underrated part of your game? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, probably putting the ball on the floor in the sense of, you know, making two moves pretty much. I like that. I like that. Although for me, I think the most underrated part is you shot 42% from three and no one talks about your three ball enough. So. I think that should get yeah. a little bit more attention. <laughs> Just yeah, saying. but I feel like I feel like I definitely feel like people uh, know that I can shoot, so they kind of play me for that. You know. All right, all right. Yeah. That. Who is your WNBA goat? Um, I would say Big Show. <laughs> okay, I love it. Cause here's my thing. I think in 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 the so men's also, side. Also, yeah. Also, Sue Bird. I could say her too. Thank you. Here's my here's my thing. With it, on, on the men's side, you know, there's this debate: is it Kobe? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron? Is it so and so? On the women's side, too often I feel like people fall into the trap of just saying Diana Taurasi, and I'm like, I don't know. If you count rings, it's not Diana Taurasi. If you count, like, there's many ways of doing it. So I appreciate you for bringing up two players who definitely should be in the discussion who aren't in the discussion enough, in my opinion. So thank you. Um, two more questions, or three more, actually, sorry. Who came up with Mad Kiki? Because I've heard that term a lot, but I don't know who came up with it. Um, it was the fans at South Carolina. <laughs> Watch <I'm> out. <laughs> Watch out for the fans from South Carolina, because they they'll always have your back. But for us yes, media members, sure. we <laughs> say anything negative, we get in trouble. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the ride or die. And last one for me, and then Rachel's got one more. Who is the first person you text after a game? Um, well, after my games, you know, I have a, a couple texts coming in. I know for sure from certain people. Um, but I'll say probably my boyfriend. There you okay. go. Okay. I mean, that's <laughs> can't argue that one. Last one I've got, and then we will let you go. If you... Okay, for the young girl anywhere in the world uh, who has dreams of playing in the WNBA just like you did, what advice would you give her? Um, Keep working hard. Always believe in yourself. Um, you know, do good in school because that's a very important part of it. But the main part is just always believing in yourself. That's my thing. Okay. Always have confidence in yourself. Love it. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy getting ready for the WNBA season, and we're excited to see you in those fire new Seattle Storm jerseys. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank you.